Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. On today's episode, former Husky Amida Brima joins us. We talk about his time at UConn, from national championships to conference tournament buzzer beaters and more. We then dive into his professional career, including what he's up to now in the G League with the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. And now to my conversation with Amida Brima. All right, so really excited for today's episode. Got a former UConn great, Amita Brima, joining us. Amita, thanks so much for coming on today. You're welcome. So, Amita, I'm curious. I, I really want to dive into you know what you've been doing post-UConn, but I, I do have some uh, UConn memories I want to talk with you about first. And I'm curious to kind of start from the beginning. What was your recruitment like to UConn, and why did you end up choosing UConn? So, uh, coming into college, I wasn't – I wasn't a five-star recruiter or anything. So uh, I came in, um, uh, like, uh, how do you call it? Uh, underrated or mm-hmm. call it. So, so uh, I, my offers, my last schools that came down, it came down to UConn, uh, a school for LaSalle. Okay. LaSalle and um, South Carolina. So it was, my choice came down between uh, South It was, um, if it really came down to it, I was probably going to go to LaSalle or it was between LaSalle and UConn. That's what it came down to. But then I came on a visit. So UConn came in pretty late. Yeah. My, senior year. my offers you came in late. They all came in like around towards my junior senior, late in my junior year, senior year. So I was like, I, I came on my visit. When I came on my visit, I just, I, I just dove into like the history of UConn and just the history of them having like shot blockers and, you know, yep. how, the history of that and I was like I, I could be I could do something great here so I just and the coaching staff meeting the coaching staff and I just I just thought it was a good uh, the right place for me to be and like my people my my family and um uh, my guy Nana uh, came to the conclusion to um bring me to, to come to UConn. Your freshman year there you get thrown into some big games right off the bat you you got Maryland Indiana you got the big Florida game where Shabazz hits the the game winner there what was it like getting thrown into those big games right away in college so when I came in like oh I I I had a mentality of like I was like I know I wasn't like highly ranked or anything but I was like yeah I'm like I know I'm as good as all these guys <laughs> I was like I was I was I knew I had I had a long way to go and I needed to work hard to get to where I needed to. But I was like, as long as I work hard, I deserve to be on the court against anybody. So like, as much as I was, I was shocked and like I was like, that stage was like so big. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think it was like too big for me to be in it. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah, definitely. So it was also real. It was so real though, for sure. <laughs> As that season goes along, you know, what was the, the mood like? I know it's like you get off to a good start in the non-conference and you lose a couple of the conference games early on in Texas. When did you guys start to think that maybe that team could do something special? So I think it started when we played Louisville the first time and we lost by 40 or whatever it yeah. was. I think that's where it started. So <laughs> we, we played that game and when after the game, Kevin Ollie came in and just went off on us. He went off on <laughs> Went off and rightfully so. We deserved it because we played terrible. And then, yeah. he, and then after he walked out, and Shabazz was like, he was like, "Yo, the, all that matters is the last team that's gonna stand at the end." He's like, "We're gonna be the last team." <laughs> and he said that to us before anything even started. Before anything even like you know. So like, that was when we were like, "All right, it's time to go." You know, like we were yeah, like, yeah. 
What was it like having Shabazz as a leader? Because he, he stuck it out through four years, some up and down times. What was it like, you know, playing with him in, in his leadership style there? Yeah, it was it was it was good. It was good. It was he was um lead he led by example. And uh how do you call it? He had like a co he had a co-captain like um Ryan Boatwright, who was pretty who was really good too, you know. Yeah. He was, he was in line was like a really good co-captain. He was like always like in support with whatever Bass said. And like, it was, and obviously we had a mature group that year. We, even though we had like, we, I was a freshman, Canton Pace was the first freshman. Terrence Summers was a freshman. Mm-hmm. And we you know how do you call it? Phil Nolan, sophomore. We had a, a young group. We had a, a good, a good mix of like mm-hmm. maturity yeah. and young guys, you know, like. Definitely. You know, yeah, yeah. So it was, they all, uh, how do you call it? He, he was he always like one time we me Terrence and Kenton were like late to a lift we got to a lift like probably like five minutes or ten minutes then he bad found out and he just came in the locker room <laughs> off on us he just, it's like oh this guy's not even a coach and he's passing on us like this like yeah Baz Baz was for sure a great great leader though so here it is again. It's your freshman year, first time playing in the NCAA tournament. You guys are down three against St. Joe's. End of the game. You get that big rebound. What What's your mindset like going to the free throw line after you hit that shot, knowing that you've got that free throw to tie the game late there? Yes. So I wasn't I wasn't really thinking too much about, oh, like I need to make this free throw for it to like tie the game. I wasn't really even worried about that, to be honest. But like before the game, I was like, I paid. I was like, yeah, I need to. I was like, I was like, God, let me have a good, let me have a big play. So like the moment that happened, it was something <laughs> I paid for. Like low, like high key actually. So yeah. I was like, when when I ball came, I caught the rebound. I'm looking. I got the rebound. I could hear Nils in the corner asking for the ball. Like, <laughs> like whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I was like, I was like, yo, I'm right by the basket. You know, that's how we could take it. We needed a three, obviously. So like that would have been also a great shot. Like he yeah. was open too. And I was like, no, I'm going up. And I just went up and I got fouled. I went on free throw line. I'm like, I just took it like, oh, like I didn't put that pressure on myself to me. Yeah. Like, and the, the, the good thing, the guys around me, like my teammates and stuff, they didn't make me feel like it was a huge shot either. Like mm-hmm. as in line, like when they came to talk to me before I even shot them, they didn't even like, yo, you got to make this. Or like, no, they were like, they're just like, they're just like, they know how young I was. And they were like, we don't have to even let him know how yeah, how big of it is to make him even think too much about it and miss, you know? Yeah, so I think they, that's what I'm saying. We had so our, our group was so mature that they knew like what to do and what not to do, like in that situation. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel any pressure at all making that shot. You and everyone else on that team seemed to just nail free throws, especially in the tournament. There, did you guys what was it about that team that you guys were all able to knock down free throws so well? We, we always, always after practice, everyone has to make 10 free throws before you got out of the gym that year. So it was something that we all, like, we were practicing, like, practicing all year round. So, and then it came off to pay, it came down to pay off to us at the end of the, end of the, of the year in the tournament. Yeah. Going, for, going in that tournament run, you guys get to play at MSG, which, you know, is really one of those really cool places to play. You've got all the UConn fans coming into New York from there. What was it like getting to play those two games there? Yeah, that experience was was surreal. That experience was crazy. It's, it's like you go, you it's, it felt like we were in Gamble, to be honest. Like a huge, like a huge arena like that should not feel like Gamble. Yeah. 
you know, Gampoor is like it's not as even though it's big, it's not as big as Madison Square Garden. It's but like right you know, when you're in Gampoor, you're like yo, any team that comes here is you don't care how rank how high rank you're, you're beatable. Any team that comes into Gampoor, and that's mm-hmm. how it felt when we were Madison Square Garden. It felt like we were in Gampoor. It felt like a home game for us. It was a great experience for sure. And then I, I've got to ask, what, what was it like to, to win it all? Uh, you know, you finally, you know, all that hard work that year pays off and, and you guys take it down. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. So, so we, we, obviously we had a high expectation for ourselves even before the season started and, and stuff, but we had great chemistry and like that team, the, our chemistry and like whenever I'm, I'm talking to someone about like championship, I'm like, you know, you have, you could have all the talent you want. If you guys don't have chemistry, like, yeah, it's not. It's not, especially on the court. You need to have chemistry. Like that's that's huge. We had great chemistry, and I feel like that's what even made the 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 run enjoyable. Because like it was around a group of people that we all basically like literally like enjoy being around, and like we did everything together. Yeah, I mean, you, you could just see like you guys, you know, waving your waving and doing the sweep when you guys were hitting threes and everything. Like you guys, you could tell that you guys just had the chemistry there, and we're all into it. Yeah, no, it was a funny team. Everyone was like, just like when it was time to get serious, we know when to get serious. And we were like, a lot of times we were all joking around, to be yeah. honest. Like when we got on the court, it's business time. Yeah. Going down your, your UConn career a little bit more, I know you and Daniel Hamilton, speaking of chemistry, just always had that lob connection. How did that get started between the two of you? I don't even think even in, I don't think even in practice we knew like how, like lethal that that was in practice like intervening before first year of practice season like we didn't even know that in practice and then all been playing and pickup it just like happened in the game where like it just consistently just kept happening We're like yo this is this this is the this is what we got to go to every time like you know it was like it was just like uh he knew when to throw it i knew when he was gonna throw it i knew like what to do for him to throw it and it was just like it was just a it was again a chemistry thing that we we had I do know your your UConn career did have some ups and downs from a team standpoint, you know, from the yeah. highs of, of winning the national championship. Then, you know, later on, you, you lose a couple early games to teams like Northeastern or Wagner that fans, you know, don't necessarily expect UConn teams to lose to. What was it like, you know, having to deal with some of that adversity during your time at UConn? Yeah, it was tough. To go, like just going from like winning everything, just going through that. Like and especially being a captain too, it's like going through a going through a year where like this years of struggles and like playing these teams where like they're like yo, you, but it was just like I think that year, the next year, I think we had a younger team. Mm-hmm. We had young guys come in, so it was just like letting people understand the culture of UConn when we go into certain games, like when we go into certain games like Wagner and stuff like that. We're not having. Those games are like a walk through, like we're supposed to kill them, annihilate yeah. them, and then like it's a, an automatic win. And even when we win those games, you know, I mean, you don't celebrate those games, right? You know? Yeah, it, because the it's just a different level at that time. You know, it's like when we go into those games, we it's like a, we it has to be an automatic win, and when we win those games, it's not a celebratory game. You know, it's not right. like oh, we need to win this game. Like it's just like and mm-hmm. like just like and those guys, new guys, know that. I think that was the toughest part for them to understand that, like, UConn is UConn is a whole different, like, on the pedestal when it comes to the basketball. It's one of the best schools in the world when it comes to basketball and, like, other. Yeah. Letting them, letting them know that, the tradition of UConn, you know? 
I, I've I've talked to a, a lot of former players who played for Coach Calhoun and what what his coaching style was like. But for those who you know weren't involved with the program to the level you were, what was it like playing for Coach Ali and what what was his style like as a head coach? Kale wasn't too like harsh or anything. To be honest, <laughs> he wasn't harsh. It was he was he was he was a good coach. Good coach. We like always great to learn from. He's very positive. Very positive a lot of times. Not. Mm-hmm. not yeah. Yeah. Didn't didn't get that Calhoun scream uh, and all all that stuff. <laughs> uh, nah, nah, nah. What's it been like? You know, since you've left UConn, as you've been playing around, you know, playing in the G League, you know, really being successful there. What's that experience been like? In that, you know, some of the challenges of making the jump, to, you know, from the college level to to the professional level. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's just as as we all know, it's just a matter of like being at the right place and the right time, and just like and then depend on the needs of what team team that a team wants, you know. Yeah. Just, and just staying ready. So like on this level, it's just. I mean, you can have a great year, and if, if a team doesn't need a player like you, you might not even get an opportunity to, you know. Yeah. So it's you know, on this level, being especially trying to be make the NBA, it's like we just it's just a matter of just being ready and just whenever you get the opportunity, just take advantage of it. Have Have you had to change anything about your game as you work? you know, in the G league and, and trying to make the NBA, I, I know your, sh- your shot blocking has been consistent and, and leading the G league, like you, like you've done, but have there been other parts of your game you've had to change at all? Yeah. Trying to be a little more offensively um, effective on our offense mm-hmm. as that has been a huge thing for me and just focusing on and just being a, a, a real threat off pick and rolls. And I just, not just being an only a lob threat, but being able to make plays off pick and rolls has been like, one thing that I've actually focused on a lot more ever since leaving UConn. You know, in, in the G League this year, I know it's set up in, in kind of that bubble environment. What, what's it been like for you being there? Yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been, I've been here for so nine days now. Okay. Yeah, nine days now. So it's been, it's been cool. You've seen a, like, there's a lot of athletes around and um, seeing f- some familiar faces and just, um, this is a good, cool environment we have. Not really much. It's just doing, yeah. uh, eat and drink basketball right now, really. <laughs> you just, whenever you get in your room, you just rest, you know, talk to some family on FaceTime. Yeah. yeah. Having some time, do you, do you still keep up with UConn at all or watch watch them still? Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. I bleed blue through and through it. it. So I, watch, I watch a lot of the games. I watch a lot of the games and I follow all of the games, really. Um, I don't, I don't. I think they have yeah. something special going on there. Something special. Exciting to see that, that you know you're still uh, in check following the program. I'll, I'll get you out of here with this question. If I took away, you know, taking away and not thinking about the national championship, what was your favorite memory be, uh, about playing at UConn? Uh, favorite memory? Yeah. I'm gonna say. I'm not, I'm not even gonna be selfish. I'm gonna say when we played Florida in Gamble. Oh yeah. Guys, he hit that buzzer beater and went to, and then. Went towards the bench and started kicking, <laughs> like, like kicking them out of the gym because they had no one to review the play and see if it counted. Yeah, that was. I think that might be my favorite moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went towards. I don't know if you remember that. Yup. Oh yeah. Was that he walked towards the bench and while they were walking out, he just like started kicking his foot. It's like get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so yeah, you you got to be part of some good buzzer beaters because you had that one, you had the boat right one, right in the uh, AAC tournament. Yeah, yeah, and Jalen Jalen's buzzer. Oh, beater. right, right, yeah, yeah. all right. 
All right, which what, is the uh, Shabazz one your favorite of the buzzer beaters? Yeah, Baz is Baz is was, but Jalen's Jalen is up there too. Yeah, I got us into the tournament. Yeah, yeah. So like it's like that's tough. It's just like the reason why I'm taking Baz's is because of it was in Gamble and the environment was great. Yep. Someone was at Hilltop and they said they heard they heard <laughs> <laughs> they heard it they heard it from Hilltop. Uh, like, you know, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, that 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 Jalen one is cool though. Being in the tournament to to help you guys, you know, move on into the NCAA tournament and uh, and win. What was I, I? I've got one more here. As as we're talking about this, what was it like getting to play in those conference tournaments when they were in Hartford? Because you got to play in one in Hartford. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So what was it like getting to have the home fans there for that? It was it was fun. It was fun. I I feel like I feel like if we won, if we won a tournament there, it would have been crazy. I know. That. Yeah. I feel like that would have been crazy, but I think we lost in the in the semis to Tulsa or something like that. I think. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, not, not Tulsa. Uh, SMU. Uh, SMU. That was yeah in the finals. Yeah. 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 yeah that was we, the one boat like got hurt, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah that would oh. Crazy. Yeah. Well, Amita, I really appreciate the time you've uh, had, had a great UConn career, and excited to to follow you now. Uh, is Jalen Jalen's in the bubble now too, right? I, yeah, I actually saw him uh, yesterday. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's doing good. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, well, cool. Well, thanks again for coming on. I uh, really appreciate the time and I uh, hope everyone keeps uh, following you and, and following your progress in the G League uh, as you play on. So thanks so much. So you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Anytime. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod. The host at Jared Cutler and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.